Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. conversation we could have but we didn't because we're not going to talk about kiss because everyone's going to come for us yeah i know everyone loves kiss you know what i don't like kiss no i'm sticking with it you're gonna hit that all day aren't you (laughs) i'm hitting it with my boobs i'm hitting it with my hand and my ring and everything (laughs) you know you don't know what these problems are they're terrible seriously (laughs) it's a fucking problem right here anyway right welcome to rock candy we have boobs yeah we do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your weekly podcast bringing you sweet treats from the world of music where we talk about music and stories and tunes and bands and bring you things that you didn't ask for but you're getting them yeah too bad yeah you get them we're your hosts i'm maggie i'm ashley and this week we are bringing you more fun that you never asked for we're gonna talk about <laughs> terrible cover songs yay <laughs> The best. We're, we're gonna hate on worst. some terrible cover songs. They're really fucking bad. Was, so they deserve it. To be honest, like the ones I picked, I hate them, but I'm like, but I hate a lot of cover songs. It's really not easy to do a cover song, I think, because everyone is so tied to the original. I guess. And you have to interpret it in a good way, or else it's just gonna fucking suck. But also, there are times where no one asks for it. Yeah, we didn't ask for any <laughs> of these. Answers. We but, didn't ask for any of this shit. But so. you know, you know what we did ask for? We did ask to not come onto this journey alone. We did. We asked friends to come and join us. So we have friends. We have friends. This episode, guys. We have friends. Guys, we have friends. We have friends. I promise. <laughs> this is proof. We're not gonna have friends after this, are we? <laughs> no. No. We no. 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 We have our friends from Jukebox Zeros this week. Yay! Hi. Friends. <laughs> Great. I'm friends. <laughs> Grandpa, we made a friend today. Oh my god, we made friends. This is our friend Grandpa. <laughs> we met him on the side of the road. 
asked for either a motel is, room or for food, and we just brought him on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is how we annoy ourselves to your audience. <laughs> or endear we get, yourselves? We get incredibly uncomfortably close to the microphone and make creepy, like, just random old man wander. noises that nobody asked for just <laughs> vagrant noises <laughs> vagrant noises vagrant noises vagrant sound i was searching for the right word no it's a good that's a good word that's a calendar word <laughs> yeah that's my new music concrete album <laughs> vagrant sounds yeah oh no that's that's a I good just walk album around name. with a field recorder and uh <laughs> Record the sounds of vagrants. Add that to the list. I I would not be surprised if there's already like a noise artist somewhere called Vagrant or something like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you know what? They can have it because fair play to them. Yeah, they thought of it first. Good for them. They are clearly more clever than we are. But their website is called VagrantSounds.com because they couldn't get the rights to Vagrant.com. Because that's owned (laughs) by a a Vagrant. Yeah, that's true. That's That's true. Got his first hundred dollars panhandling and was like... Oh, I'm gonna get a website. Go, Go daddy. daddy.com. Go daddy. <laughs> Just sell it to anybody. That's how you get money nowadays, right? Go daddy.com. I think, I think you need. Exactly. I think you need a concept for your website too. What? I, I, think, you need, I think you need a credit card. What? <laughs> no, I pay him cash. Go, Mister Go Daddy. Go give him my money. I have Heard these. Fair and square. I have these pebbles. <laughs> that works. That's monthly can, can I play? Can I pay you in a song? <laughs> it's like, is he a crow? Why do you have pebbles and trinkets? Oh, that's the magpie. <laughs> Who owns this website? A crow? <laughs> he pays <Crow>. pebbles? No! <laughs> Why don't uh, you guys introduce yourselves now? <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, we're Jukebox so, Zeros. Yeah. I'm Patrick. And I'm Lils, and uh, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We usually do it the other way, but I felt I just wanted to jump on it. Yeah, look yeah, at you. Switching, switching things up. up. Switching yeah. things up. I like it. Yeah. So I got to say up at the top, I am. I was so incredibly jazzed to learn that this is like the subject you guys wanted us to do because I love cover songs and even the bad ones just oh. fascinate me. Okay, that's fair. I mean, even if it's just like they're terrible, I hate this sort of thing. It's just really fascinating to think like, what was what was the thinking that went into taking like this song that sounded like this and turning it into this other thing that sounds nothing like it at all. Yeah. Was there's, it money? Was it hubris? Was it both? I yes. Think, it I think there's both. gonna be a lot of but whys oh. in this episode. Oh. <laughs> a lot of but why? A whole lot of coulda, not a lot of shoulda. Yep. Yep. Ooh. I conversely just don't really like cover songs a lot. I don't, I don't just, like just in general, just like in general, I find the whole conceit of it to be unnecessary. I don't know. I, I guess songs can be reimagined in new ways and, and in some ways they have been, but like for the most part, it always feels weirdly self-indulgent to me. Like instead of taking a song and like letting it influence them to write something brand new it's like they just wanted to completely appropriate something fair enough i will say like even though i just said i like covers i will also admit there is no reason whatsoever for covers even good covers to exist that's fair that's if you think about it it's kind of like when people just remake movies why are you remaking a movie when you can just make your own with a somewhat original idea that would be okay. You I can would do that too. I would like to jump in and make the argument that sometimes you can justify both making a remaking a song and remaking a movie if you see like 
where the potential was and where it fell flat and build upon it and improve right. upon yeah, it. Fair enough. You there, can do that. There yeah. are definitely exceptions. Absolutely. There are, absolutely. And, and there are some cover songs, uh, like I would say a handful that I like better than the original. Quick, quick go around. Everyone name one cover song that they really like. I'm, I'm going to immediately just claim uh, Devo's version of I Can't Get No Satisfaction. That's that really good. So fucking great. You're putting me on the spot. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> um, this band called First Aid Kit does a cover of uh, Running Up That Hill by, oh, by Kate, Kate Bush. Bush. Mm. It's so good. It's really, really good. It's folky. It's harmonized really well. It's I think it's probably my favorite cover. I actually, I like the placebo cover of that oh, yeah, song. That's, that's, that's actually good. a really yeah. good cover too. And, uh, uh, what was the one I was thinking of? Uh, Gotta Get You Into My Life by Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think exceeds the Beatles original. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just, I love the energy of that track, even though it's on a soundtrack that's terrible. It's one of like the <laughs> highlights of, of that record. And uh, fuck, what's the Danny Elfman's old band? Oingo Oingo Boingo. Boingo. Oingo Boingo does a cover of You Really Got Me. That's just oh like God. absurd. Huh. It's, mm. it's, it's probably, it's like, one, it's a song that's covered like way too much, but they do a really fun take on it that's just like completely bonkers. I mean, Danny Elfman has very rarely steered us wrong before. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, uh, he did sure. have he did have that movie where he was in blackface though. Ooh. Not great. Yikes. There were a Not few. Good. I love Just a Lad, but there's a few tracks on that album that are are definitely problematic. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like Not little great. girls. Oh. Yeah. You can guess what that's about. Oh. No, no, let's not. Let's no, about, thank you. It's about karate. Yep, it's about <laughs> karate. Speaking of karate, let's talk about beer now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this good week segue. for our beverage, I'm really good at segues. Uh, this week for our beverage, we are drinking from Discord Brewing, a beer called Unsatisfied. Because <laughs> that's what <laughs> these beers good. did to us, both, or these songs did to us. Both the brewery name and the beer name are pretty appropriate, yeah. I think. Discord, unsatisfied. It's This is a pretty on-brand Really set the bar. Can, yeah. can only go up from here. Yeah, buckle up, guys. This bar is low. And I, you know what? Now that I've had, like, half a can of this, I actually like it. At first, I was like, oh, this is funky. Yeah, it's, it's grown on me. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like Oh, it. I like it. I like start, it yeah. start slow and oh yeah i love i love sour beer yeah it's yeah. a nice sour ipa and it does start a little hard you're like mm, i don't know about this but i think the term i used at the beginning was generically tangy and it's still kind of like that but like i don't know it's it's good yeah yeah makes it one of jay leno you know that was a good one jay Wow. Oh, man. No, we're not going to Jay Leno territory. <laughs> we're better than that. All of us here. Yeah. Anyway, we have a lot of ground to cover because there's four of us and we've all brought three songs to the table to discuss. At minimum. At minimum. Who knows? We might go into more. We're going to see how we do on time with this. However, we might as well just dive balls deep into it. Yep. And Who's start, start off. Uh, I, do you want me to? I'll start. I can start. I, you do you you should start then. Oh, you got. Oh no, you got to start. All right, I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's like, no, look at those no, notes. Should we no, just like start. should we just like go around the table like clockwise or counterclockwise yep. or? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Uh, it'll I, be me, and then we'll go. That we'll way. go counterclockwise. Right, cool. Sounds good. I don't know what's right. what. You go first. <laughs> I don't know Maggie. what directions are, so <laughs> I'm gonna go first because I think I have a pretty recent and pretty egregious cover <laughs> right here, <sighs> and also time appropriate. As, I mean, this will come out in November, but it is October still. 
So my first pick for terrible covers is Fallout Boy's version of Ghostbusters. Oh boy. Oh, no. 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 You oh, know who no. I'm that, not going to call? Fallout Boy. <laughs> that that just black-pilled me. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. We're, we're even, shutting down. Not even the blue one, no red one. Oh, I'm, I'm going black. right to black. So, I'm uh, done honest, with everyone. Honest question. Um, <laughs> do Fallout Boy really have any business calling themselves a rock band anymore? No. Because no. like, no. the last however no. much stuff they put out just... I, I, it doesn't have guitars. They've been a straight up pop band since two thousand seven. Sure. Yeah. It's like it's like when you look at the rest of Maroon Five. It's just like you guys aren't actually doing anything. You're not actually playing a drum kit. <laughs> no, no, it's it's they're a terrible band. Yeah. They were never good, but like maybe at one point you could make a case for them being a guilty pleasure, but. No, there was a. Certain... We're we're in a Fall Out Boy hate safe zone here. Yeah. I, I really I I didn't like them when they when they came out, and I still don't. Yeah. Like, likewise, I liked them up to a certain point. Yeah, and then at that point, I was like, "But this isn't really good." I'm fully aware that this is not particularly good music, and anything after that. <laughs> It was just like, nah, I'm not going to touch this shit. <laughs> no. Just, no. Nope. When they kind of made their like recent resurgence, I'm like, uh, as soon as Sugar We're Going Down became really big, I was like, tapped out. We oh, done. wow. I'm done. We done now. Done. Wow, yeah. you were an OG. Yeah. Because I, I didn't even hear them until that song came out. Yeah, like take this, take this to Your Grave was a pretty decent emo uh, album, but. Ashley knows her emo. I yeah. know, I know a little bit. She's dabbled. A little yeah. bit. I mean that's that that was that was our uh, I mean that in like maybe fucking new metal were the genre Those were, of our childhood. yeah like new metal kind of like somewhat seamlessly led into emo yeah. which seamlessly led into like a period of really bad musical yeah. choices yeah I don't know see I was a curmudgeon I was just like I want grunge to come back <laughs> oh honey no it's <laughs> no, not it's not it's coming not back yeah, so no. getting back to the cover real quick I've tended to notice that like one of the hallmarks of a bad cover is when like an artist or band takes the song and just plays it in half time oh yeah. my god right this yeah. was like dubstep tempo it, it, it kind of was long after dubstep was commercially they viable they kind of tried to like be Imagine Dragons with dubstep oh, thrown no. in. Ooh. You should never aspire like, to be Imagine Dragons. Right? And yeah, that's, that's what Fallout Boy is kind of doing because. And know. I don't know which one I hate more Imagine Dragons or Fallout Boy because they're Boy. both. Oof. No, I don't know. I, I think genuinely I hate don't Imagine Dragons yeah, more. Yeah. Because they've also in. got the Mormon thing going Oof. on. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. This they're from, they're from Special Undies? They're from Provo. Everyone's a Mormon in Provo. That's fair. That's but, where neon trees came from. But that means that Moth in the Flame must be Mormons, too, because they're from I hope Provo. Not. I hope not. But you didn't need Their a neon trees nice reference to today, did Mormon. you? <laughs> yeah, they have too nice hair to be Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. But look, uh, yeah, going back to the cover, yo, the twenty. this is a song from the 26 remake of the Ghostbusters movies, which I am not getting into the politics of that because there shouldn't even be fucking politics. Was this a all, all female? The all-female. Who gives a shit? It just wasn't a great movie. 
but like overall not not viewed upon with like general favor but you know (laughs) you know what really added insult to injury was just the fact that one of the worst bands in current mainstream thought they were up to task for covering this song which i'm like you already weren't asking for this movie and nobody's definitely asking for this song but like what number on the list was fallout boy for them to ask to cover this song i bet they were number one i bet i bet i bet i bet they were because the whole movie was a fucking misstep on a lot of ways again not getting into it but and admittedly the original can be considered kind of a guilty pleasure you know but it's really only appropriate halloween but you know or when you're really trashed and you're like oh i hear ghostbusters Ghostbusters. (laughs) then like yeah and like the theme songs from both the the first and the second one were like very much tied to the time period that it came out which exactly i don't know more fun yeah i mean (laughs) there was there was a there was just a lightheartedness to the original that fallout boy just takes it and turns it into this generic overprocessed rock they turn it into a Fallout Boy song. Yeah, it's just weak sauce guitars trying to play the melody that we already know, but in the end, it just kind of sounds like a dick that can't get beyond See, a half chub. What I think That's the under- a half chub dick song. What I think the underlying problem with that is is that Fallout Boy as a band are just one of those bands that are just way too earnest for their own good. Not earnest in like, you know, a kind of Jack Johnson-y kind of everything's chill kind of way, <laughs> but in that sort of like, you know, I have something to say and you're going to listen sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. My just, name is Pete just, Wentz and, and I, they, have, I need an audience at all they, times. And that just makes them a band that's just like, they, they just don't, they just don't have fun. Well, no. if, the, if you looked at those fucking song titles that they have, like they want to make me fucking claw my own eyes out they're Ugh. like yeah. they're just like they're like these super pretentious hey, little my sentences. songs know what you did in the dark like come you, on your love will always be the b-side were to they, my heart were they, were they the band that did and this like i consider this to be the absolute worst emo title of all time were they the ones that did the song cute without the e that's taking back sunday we oh. are not gonna go into that no uh follow up boy did uh they did uh Champagne for my real friends, real, real pain, pain for, for my sham friends. Oh. I did not know that was Fallout Boy. I changed my, <laughs> I I changed that was my mind. I've changed my mind. I hate that even more. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Fallout Boy. <laughs> the worst part is it, it, it's like kind of clever. It is. I Sometimes it. I kind of like give it. Them I'm not going to give them, but it's no, also really it's like, stupid. It's <laughs> one of their clever <laughs> friends said it. No, it's one of those stupid puns that like Maggie and I will think up when we're like, Balls deep into it. Now this is what I call music. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. I genuinely think they didn't come up with that. Like they found some like B-side Oscar Wilde thing and just went like. <laughs> Champagne for my real friends. Real pain for my sham friends. That's what they Oscar are. Wilde. That's what those follow boy titles are. They're like, they're, they're like watered down Oscar Wilde-isms. They're like oh kind of sassy, but like at the same time, just like adolescent. <laughs> Well, so just to close up on the song, um, even the impeccable Missy Elliott could not save this trash fire song. Don't don't do that, Missy. What are you doing here? I don't know what happened. But granted, I mean, all she did was throw in this verse in the middle that I think we can all agree she really phoned in on. You know what I think? You know what I think it was? They were holding her big, you know, poofy suit hostage. And she's like, I need that back. And they're like, come on, do a verse. She's like, 
All right, fucking fine. I'm not going to try, though. They were kinking the hose in the back. <laughs> it's like a fan. It's like a constant stream. Like, it's it's a, it's gent, like ventilation. No, Fallout Boy, you're expanding it too much. <laughs> you're going to rip then the do, seams. Then do the track. Oh, you got me over a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Missy. Now I just feel even worse for her. Because we've talked about a lot about uh, people being apologetic for covers. Mm-hmm. Ray Parker Jr. really took a, you know, a diplomatic path oh, to is, it. This is going to be good. And he just was calling it interesting. He <laughs> continued to say, quote, I'm not going to say it's good or bad. I'm just going to say, well, maybe I'm an old guy and I like it the old way. Ah, oh, Ray That's- Parker Jr. That's the best sort of comment you can get yeah. from an old like, person. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Honestly, best they could get. <laughs> best they could get. I mean, I mean, Ray Parker Jr. ripped off Huey Lewis. We all know that, right? Yeah, right. That's fair. We so, all know that story. So he's the one who should have the bone to pick. Well, let's continue the shit train rolling and go into my first pick. Oh God! Oh, House of the Rising Sun by Five Finger Death Punch. Oh what? Oh God! This one. Oh boy. And they, got so the, bad. and they got the double pedal and everything. It's so yeah. bad. It, wow. it just like makes me want to throw myself who out is, a window. Who is yeah. Five Finger Death Punch for? I, people <laughs> who just fans? people who just can pe- Nickelback fans who want to feel like real hardcore. Yes, oh, like who are feeling really angry and they, they gotta blast the, uh, something. When Nickelback fans get mild, oh yeah, they are the musical equivalent of gas station dick pills. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> So just to like peek behind the curtain, I picked out like the clips for all these and it was so hard to pick out a clip for this one because there's so many garbage moments, good moments, but I had to pick one where they say like, like I absolutely had to pick one because there's so many moments where they switch out New Orleans for Sin City and it's like, why would you do that? (laughs) What exactly are you trying? Why? No one asked for this. Seriously, no. Nobody asked for this song. Nobody asked for Five Finger Death Punch. Either. Yeah, I think that's the bigger. So, picture. are they like they're they're a newer new metal band? Like, mm-hmm. or were Ish. they around during the? Like, I think they took off like very early tens. Yeah. Wow. They, so they're yeah. they're like so ten they're, years they're after hang, the big push. So they're push. hanging. They're hanging on. At this yeah, point. they wow. came in at the like end of the new metal era. I yeah. would say, and just kept going for some reason well, i don't yeah know. i mean the the like western mass exists in yeah. upstate new york and that that's providence <laughs> yeah in providence. but like after new metal stopped people kind of i think moved on to hardcore yeah they either moved on to hardcore or nickelback and this is like the <laughs> meat the in camps. the middle five finger death punch is the meat in the middle of nickelback and hardcore yeah so nickelcore, nickelcore. That's what it is. I think this there is were like, I think there were a few more steps before they got to hardcore, though, because like yeah. after new metal kind of went away, there was this huge like post punk revival movement, yes. mm-hmm. and then this indie rock movement where uh, Death Cab for Cutie had a career somehow, somehow. <laughs> and then I think we got to hardcore. Yeah, I think hardcore was in there. Maybe it was uh, upstate New York or something. I don't know, yeah. but 
hardcore was definitely a thing in upstate New York yeah. in New the York early oh, it was, 2000s. It, it's, it's, like, it was for sure a thing in Worcester. Yeah, oh. yeah, Worcester and, and in South Worcester. Shore Mass, for Whereas sure. Whereas we like to call it Worcester. Worcester. <laughs> Worcester. I, I agree with that yeah. 100%. Yeah. So anyway, Five Finger Death Punch is what Wikipedia says is a hard rock band. No. Mm. Eh, mm, whatever. Yeah, they play no. the hard rock. They play the pretty hard tough, tough, Pretty hard. But they're a hard rock band from Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, that's why. That's and why they switched this it up. Makes so sense. they can pull that dumb shit little pull right there. Yeah. But I refuse to call them a metal band because they're not. They're no. just a snowballing dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are rolling down the hill of dumpsters. They're rolling down that hill. Yeah, they're um, rolling down the hill for sure. If they only could. Yeah. It was formed in 2005 oh. by Zoltan Bathory. Yes, that is his real name. Oh, that is that. his real name. That's his now. name. Zoltan Bathory. That's yep. his name, and no one's batting an eye. Yep. And Jeremy. That's not the name of a person. That's the name of a fortune teller on the boardwalk. <laughs> oh, that's what he was named after. Who also happens to be Elizabeth Bathory. Yes. That's yes. what make. That's what makes it metal. Yeah. Yes. That's he's the, that's he's the where fortune, the metal comes. He's the in. fortune telling machine from Big. If he formed a metal band, <laughs> uh, fortunes for a quarter. I love quarters. And then it, the I whole your quarters. The whole booth uh, uh, just uh, uh, fills uh. up with blood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Zoltan Bathory and Jeremy Spencer formed the band. Jeremy Spencer. Wait, wait, wait hang on. I just want to let that simmer for a second. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but just just let that simmer. Just like, check out our band. It's Zoltan and Jeremy. And Jeremy. <laughs> and Jeremy looks like a hard rock version of Adam Squinty Face Douche Canoe Levine. Oh. With oh, a boy. few more basic angry white boys in tow, including one guy who actually has dreads in his beard. Oh, don't do that. No. Don't do that. His beard is dreads. He has dreads on his face. They are attached. If it doesn't work out for the bass player and system of a down, it's not going to work <laughs> out for gonna you. It's not going to work for you. Certainly. They started Five Finger Death Punch, quickly became the new new metal band of the mid-aughts. They put this atrocity on their 2013 album, The Wrong Side of Heaven and the Righteous Side of Hell, which is a dumb fucking I name. Fucking that's, made that's, that's sense. So and that's, much. That's, that's volume two. That's a, that's a Christian rock name, right? What? For, that's yeah. for sure a Christian metal yeah, yeah, band yeah. name. Yeah. They will be in a few years. Wait, but, so did you say volume two? Like, volume two. So there's that's volume awfully, one. That's awful presumptuous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they liked that title so much they used it again. Guys, you know <laughs> they had really enough good? material to fill two of these. Again, no one asked for this. No one asked for also, this. Also, I feel like the audience should be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But this song had been covered many, many times before mm-hmm. that. The first known recording of it was by an Appalachian duo, Clarence Ashley and Gwen Foster, in 1933, and later by artists like Lead Belly Bob Dylan and most famously The Animals, who put the song on their albums. It is of unknown origin, some believing it was a traditional English folk song and others claiming it was of French origin. Either way, Five Finger Death Punch's version is devoid of any and all emotion and creativity. They thought they were being original by changing the time signature from 6-8 to 4-4, four, four, 
But Thank I, you. But I guess they didn't realize that it originally was in four for a time, but the animals were the ones that changed it for their big hit. Huh. Oh, yeah, oh. They, there's this yeah, whole, yeah, we did that on purpose. They were doing yeah. like the original. Yeah, there was this whole big quote from Zoltan Bathory that was like, <laughs> we, we had to sit down and really think about how we were going to change this time signature and make it seem more like a really heavy no, rock no, song. I'm like, didn't. You but really you did didn't. it. You, you just took you it from to, the fucking original. If you had to sit down and really think about this, your first thought should have been, we shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. That's what you should have done. Hey, yeah. drummer, can you play in three, four? What? what? <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, we got to do it. I don't it know four. what that means. Sup, I could go. Do, 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 do. That's what <laughs> I could do. <laughs> I can hit my bass drum real fast. Is that <laughs> These guys are kind of like the animals in that they need to get out of this place. Get the uh, fuck uh, out of yeah. here. Seriously, get If it's the, the fuck last out. thing they ever do. And also, I implore everybody to go watch the music video for this because it's fucking There's stupid. There's a music video? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course no. there. It's six minutes long. What six oh, minutes? What a long. statement! Oh, what a, what a God. grand statement! And it's and they're like in military garbage, but it's also Mad Max. But there's also like naked chicks and shit. Oh, of so, course! Yeah. This, all, this all tra- this all yeah. tracks perfectly yeah. for yeah. a band yeah. like that. They definitely yeah. they definitely did a Facebook post. It was like, all right, you hot ladies, who wants to come to a shoot this Saturday <laughs> at uh, Las Vegas Knights of Columbus Hall where we're filming this video? <laughs> we can't pay you, but you'll get exposure. Literally. As in, you'll probably die from exposure because it's so sunny out. <laughs> but we'll be filming at night when it drops down to 40 Uh-oh. degrees because we're in the middle of the desert. Wear your Uh-oh. thongs and shortest skirts. Yeah! Uh-oh, I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. <laughs> I'm actually going to kill all of you. Oh, that's terrible. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> You're not supposed to say that part, Zotan. Oh, sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he got you there. I feel bad for him. Fucking high five, Zoltan. Come on, it's, it's just my name, guys. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm trying to figure out let's go. Uh, do you need me to do the math? No, nope, I don't want any math done. Oh, let's go. boy, oh, boy. What have you got for us, Pat? Oh, so uh, speaking of new metal. Oh, uh, boy. Speaking oh of new metal, uh, we're actually going to go with a uh, local selection uh, oh, I based out of is. Methuen, Mass. Uh, were they Methuen or Haverhill or Norwood or who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Uh, we're talking about Godsmack. <gasps> oh, and boy. yeah, local you boys. You're doing the best you ever did. You're doing the best you ever did. We are now doing go the best. Away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they've done a couple of covers, uh, and uh, one of them was of Led Zeppelin, but this one is actually uh, of a Joe Walsh number. Oh, no. Rocky Mountain Way. Oh, It goes a little something like this. Songs like this just really make me wish all the little tendrils on his tribal tattoos would just, just wrap around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Mountain World. <laughs> oh no. What have oh, they what have man. they done? What have we wrought? Oh god. What have we wrought? Uh what you didn't hear on that clip was uh fucking what's his name does a uh talk box solo a la Joe Walsh. <laughs> no. Is it is his name Sully? Sully. Oh, Sully, Sully Ernest, the singer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the guitarist, I, I forget his name. He's actually from my hometown. I don't know any of, of Norwood. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know what this was for, if it was on an album or a soundtrack or what. I'm it's, happy it's, that they kept the time like signature, a... though. They, they kept it in 12 8. <laughs> yeah, right. so they, they got that over uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Yes. Yeah. Or at least they didn't make a huge deal out of it. (laughs) I can count to 12. (laughs) But I don't care. You don't see me bragging about it. (laughs) What's your favorite Godsmack song? Mine's the one where he goes after Vince Neil, of all people. Oh. You know, the one one with the chorus where he's all like, (laughs) (laughs) That's not every chorus. I heard heard a Godsmack single recently on on The River, I think, or some shit. No, no, it wasn't with The River. It was... uh, Rock 101 one. I would have guessed WAAF, the Massachusetts local butt rock station. <laughs> oh. uh, 101 one is like a New Hampshire butt rock station. We get it up here because we're like 20 minutes away from New Hampshire. But uh, they they have a newer song that like almost sounded like kind of Nashville-y. Like, that, I wonder if like their fan base is kind of starting to head in like a bro of, country direction. It's I kind of that. weird because a lot of... Um, new metal or quote unquote heavy metal bands yeah. are kind of going in this weird pseudo country direction. That's that's what I Aaron think, Lewis of Stained did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Another Massachusetts. That's dude. right. Lawrence, I think. Springfield. Springfield. They're from Springfield, yeah. My bad. But uh yeah, no one asked for Godsmack to really yeah, do anything this ever. Was, this was putrid. Yeah. That's yeah, it's pretty bad. bad. It's pretty uh pretty chunky. And yeah, like I said, I don't remember what the context of this was, if it was on a on like a greatest hits or something like See, that. See, it's it's one of those covers that's, that that's oh, if you pre- oh I'm sorry. sorry that's okay. <laughs> that's if you presume they could have a greatest hits album. Oh, they do have one. Oh uh, boy. And oh, actually boy. they do a cover of Led Zeppelin's uh, Good Time, Bad Times. Good times, oh, bad oh, times. No. It's just bad times. Nope, I'm not I'm not okay with that. Good no. times, bad times, the greatest hits of back. Oh, that's like no. literally what the Album Wait a is called. They threw a cover of a Zeppelin song on their greatest hits, and they named the fucking their greatest hits after a Zeppelin. Song. It's because they're covering oh. the greatest hits of other artists. The name of their greatest hits album had to be "Doing the Best I Ever Did." It has to be. That's what else are you going to you do? You can't name best. it anything else because or God smacking it. God smacking it. I would have called it Voodoo, 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 Voodoo. We're <laughs> <laughs> just Voodoo types for. <laughs> So this this cover I feel like is like this th- there's like several types of covers out there several varieties of bad covers either the one that changes too much or the one that just becomes completely uninspired by changing very little at all right. and like all this cover does is just now like this it's got it's it's got chunkiness to it now it's a cover filled with beef so the only <laughs> thing bringing it down at this point is Sully Erna's craptacular singing voice and i'd say that's enough that is yeah. more than enough yeah this is, now go away because it's, <laughs> it's not much different from the joe walsh version yeah no. this, this well, is the just... joe walsh has like you know the benefit of being like in the 70s and actually like having good production <laughs> and not just this is, like and not taking mess. himself well, too it, seriously yeah. you know what though you're right because what's the fucking point of doing this cover if you're not actually going to bring anything new to the table you're hey, just going to do it in your voice it's the dinty more chunky <laughs> version of the song <laughs> if you just want something a little thick uh 
If you want a soup that you can just pull right off the shelf yeah. at any time. And just open and just it and open it up shove and... it in your gullet. Then you listen to this song. Then listen yeah. to this cover. Well, I did stop eating Dinty More Beefs two years ago, yeah. so I don't think I've ever eaten it. I don't want to. It's not great. There was a dark period for you. Yeah, I mean, mm. like, I was real poor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it we've all been Honestly, there. Honestly, it kind of just looks like overdone beef in snot. So It, it is. And that's yeah. what Godsmack is, overdone <laughs> beef in <laughs> snot. <laughs> Maybe that's what they should have called their greatest hits album. <laughs> this whole episode is just going to be, what else can we call Godsmack's greatest hits album? <laughs> Chunky beef and snot. Yeah. <laughs> just oh boy. gagging noises. So I hate to keep us in like butt metal territory, but... Oh. I mean, it's, fir- it's a ripe zone for this first shit, First round though. is just butt metal. Yeah. My, fir- my first pick is not just one of the worst covers of all time I've ever heard. It's one of the worst things of all time I've <laughs> Ooh, ever heard. The worst sounds. And it completely slipped everyone by, too. Like, uh, you know the Talking Heads, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know their song Once in a Lifetime, yeah. right? Yeah. Sure. That's a classic song, like that awesome MTV video. It's yeah. like the, one of the key songs of the 1980s. Yeah. Do you remember a band called The Exes? No. They were a post-grungy kind of band that had like one radio hit called <laughs> Ugly and then just mm. disappeared completely, but still... I think they're still touring like they still have some kind of clout this is vaguely familiar here's what happens when you take the two and combine them oh no you get this well how did i get don't mind i'm just gonna snap my neck now i'm gonna flip this table do you remember when we drink foreign objects yeah this, this is feels like, like the that. musical equivalent of it it's yeah this really is garbage the, this, is fucking this, white is house? The, this is the distillation of that yeah like this is like that time we drank that beer that was like entirely way too hoppy and we're like this isn't why does this exist uh, like, huh, have, huh, just huh? imagine everything that made once in a lifetime good all the quirkiness all of like the spastic sort of nature of it all and like they just took it and just took it all away and it's, just it's like they've never heard the talking heads exactly ever. it's like they've never heard music before they've never heard this song before Look, I'm all for taking a cover and turning it on its head, making it something yeah. different, unique. If but it's that, done right. Yeah. But to just, take the talking heads and make it generic radio rock? Oh, I don't think no. like, this song should have been covered. No. 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 Um, Absolutely not. And I think it's because the, I hate to say it, but like the the melody of it is like pretty inconsequential in comparison with like all the other great shit you get on that song, like right. production wise and just like David Burns, whole attitude and like, yeah, the, this, his delivery this song is like and, 50% and, Brian Eno making bleepity bloops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's true. And like, yeah, sure. Like the lyrics have some, uh, you know, have their own weight to them, but it is like really, it, it's all about Burns's delivery of those particular lyrics and the way he did it, that it just doesn't, translate well to someone doing a straight version of it. no yeah there's a nuance and yeah. there's metaphor and there's so much depth to the original yeah. that if you're not gonna do it like that don't fucking yeah. do it like the absolute worst part about this is that these guys probably thought they were being so deep yeah 
we're going to make this a really serious song. Nobody it's, asked for this. It's very we're earnest. We're going to bring it back. <laughs> and I bring it, wait, no, you just brought it somewhere else and you left it on the side of the road. You said, fend for his fucking self. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like in the original, the bass line is pretty pivotal to the song. Yes. You completely oh, yeah. lose the bass line in this cover. Yeah, the There's... verses are like atonal and that's what's yeah. kind of cool about the, like you don't really get a, like a grounding of a melody until the choruses. Yeah, that's and, what made it interesting. Yeah, that's what and like pulled me in. is not interesting. No, not at all. Not it's in boring. the slightest. You took a very interesting, deep, layered song and was like, how can I make this as milk toast as possible? <laughs> New metal butt rock. <laughs> how can I just drown it in bog? Yeah. yeah, it does. It feels it feels like they're drowning it. It feels like they're taking it and just like, yeah, yeah. When oh, when like a, when like the loud, when like the loud part kicks in, that's when they just shove the head of once See? in a lifetime yes. in, into like into the bathtub. I am literally picturing them picturing them just shoving poor David Byrne's head into just like <laughs> just a bathtub. giving him a swirly like nobody <laughs> like they're the jock okay. The Talking Heads are a bunch of nerds, and this band are a bunch of jocks, and they're like, fuck you, nerds, we're gonna take your shit and make it terrible. Talking Heads are Marty McFly. Talking Heads don't throw me in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Talking Heads are Marty McFly, and this band is Biff. Yes, that's pretty accurate. That's Uh, pretty accurate. I I hope that means the Axes are going to be just buried in manure someday. (laughs) We can only hope. But, uh, we can only hope so much. Yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, we can only hope that nobody will ever cover this next song again. Oh no. Yeah. Because because this band didn't do it right. <laughs> they didn't do it right at all. <laughs> they haven't done many things right though. So what oh. are you gonna do? My next pick is Limp Biscuits Behind Blue Eyes. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! 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 I'm bringing you back. Oh God. <laughs> I'm getting PTSD flashbacks. Yeah, thanks a lot. Because we co- because we covered this album on one of our first episodes, yep. and it is time has not improved it in the slightest. I can't imagine it would have, because time only makes this just more rotten. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, th- this top to bottom is a really cloying cover. I didn't. Even, I didn't even include the part with the weird speaking spell solo. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really bad because I, I actually don't think I remember to bring this up on our uh, episode on results may vary. But uh, the original, which was by the Who, was almost sort of kind of self-aware and almost like making yeah, fun of himself. It was making fun of like overly dark and angsty yeah. sort of thinking. Like he that. basically he wrote the song after like just you know. You know, m- making fun of him, like getting drunk and feeling sorry for himself, and being like, you know, hey, help me up, give me a sweater, yeah, give me your coat. <laughs> well, apparently, he said no to a groupie and went back to his hotel room and like was trying to like I don't know come to terms with saying no to a groupie or something. And what if like, I become? Right, I'm being loyal to my girlfriend. Oh no! <laughs> and maybe the the oh, who am I behind these that. blue eyes? Wait a second. These eyes are green. <laughs> sure, Pete Townshend, whatever you think. 
But like, wait, oh, did boy. Pete Townsend write? I this? thought he did. I, I think this was a Roger Daltrey. Was it? Roger? He sung. Okay. He sung it, and I think he wrote the lyrics to it. Okay, but. so Pete just did the guitar solo then. Yeah, I mean, he did the guitars. Yeah, I mean, it's shitty that they got rid of that whole section, but it absolutely tracks for Limp Bizkit. Oh, yeah, it's really like I mean, not, not even in a sort of like, oh, they cut out the good part. That that's totally, but like. You got to imagine Fred Durst would look at that and just be like, no, that's going to make people not like me some more. Yeah, because I want them to like me. Because that's the section where he gets like I'm all self aware. He's like, I, yeah, he starts making like, fun of himself. I feel like he's just like, nah, you know what? That's going to make people like me. And I like that people don't like me. <laughs> well, th- that was the big problem with that record was there was this, there was this like very uh, like discordant message between like, were we supposed to, you know, was he? Were we supposed to expect that he didn't give a shit about us? We're talking about Fred Durst. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that, we, we, that like you know he doesn't care and like whatever. Fuck the haters. Or are we supposed to feel bad for him because everybody hates him and like and that's what like this song was. But like, that's why he covered this song was because like Britney Spears like you know blew him off. So Christina Aguilera said a thing about me. Britney Spears will have sex with me. Oh my god. Hey. No one should have sex with you. No. You're gonna they're gonna get the clap. Yeah. yeah. Where's Borland went away and I'm sailed? <laughs> Look, I don't think anyone can logically expect that the band who gave us such songs as Nookie or Break Stuff could be capable of the subtleties that the original brings to the table. Break Stuff is great. I can never get over that they just have a song called Break Stuff. Yep, they're like, it's like like the kind of song that Strong Mad would write. Oh, but like, not as good as what Strong Mad would write. Strong uh, man, I told you to home, stop playing that guitar. Home Star Runner <laughs> reference is always timely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait. Everyone gets Home Star references. <laughs> and, like, first of all, we have to listen to Fred Durst attempt genuineness. And I don't think that man has a yeah. genuine bone in his body. No. And also attempt um, something other than rap rock. Yeah. See, that's that's the funny thing. If you listen to the rest of, like... Results may vary. There are so many whiffed attempts at sounding earnest and genuine besides that one. They even end on a kind of like acoustic guitar and string section stained like song where he's just like, save me from myself. They just save you from the rest of the world. Go to therapy, bro. It's not great. (laughs) Guys. But nothing can be considered as egregious as the replacement of the iconic guitar solo we were earlier discussing. Right. With a goddamn speaking spell. But can any, but would you want to hear anyone in Limp Bizkit attempt a Pete Townsend guitar solo? The speaking spell spells out Limp Bizkit's name. (laughs) Which is, which is honestly... Like, how and, egotistical and, disc- and juvenile do you have to be? And then they just go discover for some reason. Discover. Like, they what? had a product placement to throw I in guess. there. So. <laughs> discover. <laughs> so, oh. Are they trying to be like, discover Limp Biscuit? We already have. <laughs> we don't want to We're listening anymore. to the song. Uh, I almost got a discover card the other day, but they didn't even let me have one. <laughs> <It's pretty gross. laughs> break stuff. <laughs> I'm going to break stuff tonight. Just one of those days where I got my checks about a credit card company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
perhaps the point where Fred really should check himself is when former guitarist Wes Borland got a nice dig on him saying, quote, this is probably the worst cover ever. He was right. And the video is awful. It's just really embarrassing. It's so unbelievably self-indulgent. Someone must have really worked out hard to be able to take their shirt off and have Halle Berry make out with them. Why, Halle Berry? Why? Yo, that girl must have, I don't know, she must have needed a paycheck for something. I I have to say, possibly hot take, she, she really started making some bad decisions by this yeah. point. Was that around Catwoman too? Catwoman came out in 06. This was this yeah. was for the Gothica soundtrack. Yeah, and it was I think, for the Gothica I think Catwoman came like right after that. And she probably yeah. had some kind of weird contractual obligation to be in the video and I'm sure she had no idea until she got to work that day. You have to make out with Fred Durst and she's probably like, Oh no. Do I? And then she was like, what have I become? What have I wrought? <laughs> How, ba- how badly do I need to pay off my Dodge Stanza? <laughs> <laughs> At least I can get a discount on a Discover card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get a free Discover card for making out with Fred Durst. All right, I'm just going to wrap What's it up. What's the credit limit? Oh, goodness. $157. Not What's enough. the APR? 28%. Whatever the credit <laughs> limit is, it will never be enough. And never that's- enough. And that's the story of Fred Durst working out a lot to make out with Halle Berry. Oh, right. <laughs> he really had to work out a lot. He was you know in what? bad shape beforehand. I mean, he, he, <laughs> it doesn't matter what shape you're in. You're still Fred Durst. The, the shape is still Fred Durst. Yeah, he's still shaped like... <laughs> there's, still there's, no, there's no getting around that shape. He's, no. But you know Fred what? Durst very Fr- you know Fred Durst esque. He really got smacked it. He did. <laughs> he really. Got he was doing it. the best he ever did. It, except his best is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. All right, so let's get out of this new metal slog and Please. move on to some mm. indie rock garbage. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my next pick is "Enjoy the Silence" by Nada Surf. Oh boy. What? Yeah. Half that clip to figure out what fucking song that was. I, I yeah. instantly forgot what the fucking song yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what am I look, listening for? Yeah, and that was just the chorus. The verse is so monotone and just like spit out that you wouldn't even recognize it if it, literally you wouldn't recognize it. We're talking about the Depeche Mode song, yes. right? Yes, we that are. Was not it. That was bad. <laughs> that's, I didn't hear that's it at not all. It. Just write your own fucking song. Yeah. That was not great, but I wouldn't say that it was like as outwardly offensive as all the other things that we've heard so far. Yeah. Right. It's, I disagree. Like it's, just, it's just a terrible idea to cover Depeche Mode in anything other than yeah. like an electronic or a synth pop setting. I don't think exactly. that you should cover Depeche Mode, period. They're just one of those bands that you just don't touch. You shouldn't. Failure did a decent cover Failure of Enjoy the Failure did the do silence. a good cover of Enjoy the Silence. Touche, my friend. Touche. That was a good one. Was no, a good but, one. Well, they they were a little more truer to the original, but it was also like they did it with uh, like acoustic instrumentation. But they also made it sound like a failure song. Yeah, that's they, they were pretty good with that, doing their yeah. covers like that. It wasn't offensive like this one is. But... Anyway, I think Depeche Mode is just kind of perfect the way they are. And any reinterpretation of their song is kind of akin to blasphemy, in my opinion. Fair enough. Sure. Mm. So not if Surf had the cards stacked against them from the start. And this atrocity 
was the second single off of their covers album called If I Had a Hi-Fi. And it's possibly the no, most... Don't like it. Yeah, don't no, like it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just th- based off that alone, it's just bad. And it's possibly one of the most empty and emotionless cover songs I've ever heard. If you listen to the whole thing, the chorus is monotone and boring. And if you've ever heard the original, there's nothing about this cover that would make you curious about listening to it. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. It would kind of make you think that Depeche Mode just makes you know generic pop songs well and like i said it's just it's so different from the original at this point write your own fucking lyrics and write a different song because you've taken again i like a cover that takes a song and reimagines it on his head but this was just so out of left field and not close to the original Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very pointless to make a cover see i think like i mean you know it's boring it's unnecessary and all that but at the same time it has this weird kind of unspoken pretension towards preciousness Yes. I mean, maybe just because it's like, you know, an indie rock version of a completely different genre song. But this is like the song that gets beaten up for its lunch money by <laughs> by Bright Eyes. I kind of oh feel like... Oh my God. Yep. I kind of feel like Not A Surf is a band that would get beaten up for its lunch money by Bright Eyes. <laughs> and if you can get beat up by Connor Oberst, oh man. Hey guys, I'm Connor Oberst. <laughs> Give me your money, man. But I will also say... He helps Connor Oberst beat up Suyon Stevens. Oh, thank God! <laughs> no one's Fuck a big nobody's a bigger weenie than Suyon Stevens. Aww. There you go. There you go. But yeah, I remember um, our local indie rock uh, radio station started playing this song on heavy rotation, and every time the DJs were like, "Oh, it's so good," and I'm like, "What are you fucking it's listening really, to?" It's really not. I would There's not. Be nothing in the interesting car. about it at all. Yeah, I'd be driving in my car through fucking downtown Troy, and this. Song would come on, and I'm like, I'm just gonna drive off the Green Island Bridge because this song is fucking horrible. Yeah, I don't need to be here anymore. I don't, why do you keep playing it? It's so bad. It's one of those songs that make you feel like you're taking crazy pills because everyone says how good it is, and you're like, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, it's that terrible friend that everybody fucking loves, and you're in the back of the room at the party going, They're terrible. <laughs> Might they want to see this? Why? Not, not a surf went on a weird trajectory because yeah. when they first took off, like their big song was that song Popular, which was much more kind of oh, like yeah. they were post grunge band. Yeah, they were like yeah. 95, they were, 96. They were post grungy and they were a little bit more self aware, like more mocking of like high school tropes and stuff they like were that. Like, they were like on par with Weezer and oh, sure, that kind of alternative new wave of alternative music that came out post grunge yeah like like uh, uh super drag weezer yep. that's sort of like more nerdy self-aware yep. version of post grunge and then like they came back in like i think either 2002 or 2004 because i remember like our alternative radio station at the time wfnx was making a very big thing about them coming back mm-hmm. and playing their song inside of love like over and over again whenever they got the chance and it's not a bad song but I mean, if it produced this, then, you know, not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Nobody asked for this. Nobody wanted this. No. Not great. No, not here for it. Downvote. So, Pat, I hope you don't mind if I skip over you for one second, just because we're on a Depeche Mode kick. Sure. (laughs) I also have a terrible Depeche Mode cover. Oh, And it also ties into a recent episode you guys did. Oh. I mean, you may disagree with me, but I absolutely hate... This cover. Faith, 
will fully admit that I'm probably incredibly biased because I'm also a goth industrial DJ. And for some reason, my peers have decided that if Marilyn Manson has done a cover of a song, that's the version to, to <laughs> that's the version to play. While I am of the opinion that Marilyn Manson has never done a good cover of anything. Be it hmm. this, be it I put a spell on you, be it this is Halloween, any or of that. Oh, I Sweet like his dreams. cover of This is Halloween. No, nope, can't abide by it. That's fair. I, I cannot, also don't I cannot really, join you on that boat. My, my thing is, I don't like A Nightmare Before Christmas, so I'd rather just listen to Marilyn Manson be Marilyn Manson singing about Halloween. I'm like, this checks. <laughs> then did. listen to the actual Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. I mean, that's respectable, but I can't join you on that. That's fine. You, you know what? I'm, I respect your... I, I am not going to die on the hill of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> like, I don't find this cover to be egregious, but I'm also not going to defend it. He did do a very... It's not a cover, but he did do a very good um, song on... I don't know if any of you remember Clone High. I remember Clone High. Oh, yeah. Do you remember his Food Pyramid song? Oh, I song? love that song. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Uh, YouTube it because it's fucking amazing. I have to. Sh- I can't believe I never showed and, this no. to you, Maggie. Let me just be clear here. I don't dislike Marilyn Manson. Right. Yeah. It's just... I just can't stand his covers at all. And that's fair. A lot of, I feel like actually a lot of people are more in your camp where a lot of people don't like his covers. And I also agree with you because like I'm really into... When I go to goth nights, I really hate when it turns into just like, like same weird, old like bullshit. same old like hard rock kind of wannabe goth music. I'd rather hear post punk. I'd rather be listening to the fucking the Cure, Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, New don't Order. G- don't give me White Zombie. Give me fucking White Sisters. Of I want to dance yeah. around to like Joy Division and like Echo and the Bunny Man Men. That's what I want to fucking dance. I would also to. like to scream, Grandma. <laughs> King Diamond, and just so, like oh, once, yeah. it's just one hate machine. Yeah, pretty like, hate have, machine and King Diamond. I have, yet, I have yet to be at a goth night that's played uh, King Diamond, but maybe we should get on that. We can yeah. get on that. I think and we this, can get on that. This I feel like also kind of ties back into the point that we were making with the last cover is that nope, that any Depeche Mode song that's not covered in an electronic or synth pop thing is just doomed from the start. Yeah, this don't bother. song in particular has been covered a whole bunch too. Oh yeah, um, totally and. I, again, I don't know why, and it's almost ruined the original for me. Also, he did a cover of Tainted Love that I wish never happened. Ooh, oh, that's, that's bad. right. That's, that's fair, right. Really Not bad, great. bad cover. His cover of Sweet Dreams was like the first song of his that I ever heard. Yeah, and that was, one that was his, the like, first one to really yeah, make that was it The first anywhere. MTV video of his that ever was played. I will say for what it's worth, and maybe this gets me lynched off the table, I like Tori Amos' cover of Enjoy the Silence. I, think I never heard it. It's I, have, very, I haven't heard it. It's very, it's just very um, bare bones. It's her and a piano. And it's, but it's Tori Amos. Wait, is yeah. it, I mean, is I like a Tori, Tori Amos, Amos song? Yeah. Just it's a Tori Amos and a piano. Are you saying it's a Tori Amos song that's just a piano and maybe she, some light drums in the background? Not even. It's just her playing here, here's the twist. Mode. Here's the twist, though. The piano is playing Tori Amos. <laughs> you got it. That's it. That's freaky, man. Yeah. I'm the piano's just it. sitting on Tori Amos and she's singing. <laughs> <laughs> is that but, what you think it sounds like when a piano plays Tori Amos, Pat? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're heavy and I don't think like she's that big. No, so. she's, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's yeah, so, big so, enough to someone handle help, Someone help Tori up. <laughs> Please. It's helped Tori. But I think she does. I think she does a good cover, even if it's not Electronica. It's still. But it's Tori Amos. Tori Amos, I feel like, can do whatever the fuck she wants. But that's just to me. To a point. To a point. I think, you know what? Listen to the cover. Tell me what you think. 
You can fight me if you want, we'll but I like it. You can show that to me. I will show you the the food pyramid I by Marilyn need, I do need to hear that. Uh, have you got one for us, Pat? Do I have one for you? Uh, this next one actually is uh, a song that I, I actually did not know was a cover until someone told me it was... <laughs> Bob Seeker. Oh uh, when I very, very, very first heard it, because are we uh, about to go back to Butt Rock Town? We're, I guess this could be technically Butt Rock Town, but it's uh, or is it these Rock? are elder Butt. No, these are elder Butt Rockians. <laughs> elder Butt Rock. Uh, this one is actually like pretty popular on the karaoke circuit. It's Metallica's cover of Bob oh, Seeger's "Turn the Page." The old oh, butt yeah. Rock. Uh, Turn the party. Was this like around the time when like James Hatfield couldn't stop adding unnecessary us to the mm-hmm. end of all of his? Well, oh yeah, it's this off was... their Garage Inc. album, which yeah. is a total mix of. Oh my god, here I come with my fucking Metallica facts. Um, with it's a total mix of like years and years and years of collected covers that they yeah. did. And so this is, yeah, definitely more like their fuel days, their load reload days. This was right after, this was a year after reload. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they were coming off that and like, I'm guessing they ran out of material for like a <laughs> while. So they were like, oh, let's put out a, uh, let's put out like a double record of fucking covers. <laughs> Which some are not bad. I, uh, I actually do. I mean, I, I. I, I like Garage uh, Revisit, Garage Days Revisited. Like, yeah. I was a Metallica fan back in the days. You know, I, I really did like their Whiskey in a Jar Yeah, I think uh, their Whiskey rendition. in a Jar is good. And I was like, yeah, this is like a really good uh, example of reinterpreting a classic song in your own way and blah, blah, blah. And then we recently realized... That they're actually just ripping off Thin Lizzy. Like 100% ripped it off. Like 100% ripping off Oh yeah, you listen to the original by Thin Lizzy. Are you fucking kidding me? This is the same exact fucking song. It's an Irish traditional song, but they had a way that they arranged it with the solo and everything. That was not Metallica's arrangement. That was Thin Lizzy's arrangement, you pieces of shit. (laughs) If anything, the connection between, like the connective tissue between Thin Lizzy and that song is much closer than Metallica. Uh, much closer. I will definitely give it to Thin Lizzy. At least they're Irish. Thin Lizzy, Ireland, Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) I was was in uh, Ireland last year and that song is still like the original traditional whiskey yeah. in the jar is still like huge on the like, oh. the pub circuit yeah like, yeah yeah along with like the rover and those types of songs leaving liverpool and all that sort of stuff no no in ireland no that that's an irish song leaving liverpool oh leaving liverpool yes absolutely <laughs> sorry uh so yeah turn the page uh not a it so the original bob seeger version i'm not like i'm not a huge bob seeger fan but i'll i'll chalk up the fact that, that song like is has dynamics, has certain dynamics that are just like completely unrealized and sort of abused in this song because like every single verse he takes it to 10. Yeah, he James Hetfield's it real <laughs> he, he, hard. Yeah, he goes like like right off the bat. It's it like just, he just learned how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and he abused just, it. Just going hard on it. He yeah. really did like, he, he 
made it identical to fucking something off a of reload. It sounds like the the memory remains off that album. It's yeah, like the same fucking song. I often song. get this song confused with other Metallica songs of the same era. Like, Absolutely. Turn you know page, that you say that it, it not, definitely sounds like a rejected song off of Reload. It's like the yeah. same tempo and like you know yeah, it's the same Bob Rock production and everything. And I mean, you leave Bob Rock alone. Bob Rock, he's is a nice a man. Sweetheart. He's a nice with man with dragon beautiful shirts, hair. and he is wonderful. Oh, that hair is amazing. He tries. That's good to know. I want to pet <laughs> it. God, he has great good hair. Facts, good facts. So, good facts. I don't have a problem with this cover. I don't think it's very good. I don't have an explicit problem with it. Like, I just don't think it's all that great. So instead, I would like to share a turn the page related anecdote. Yes, yes, please. So I went to college at Fitchburg State University in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. And, um... Like, they would do, like, as any college would, they would just have little activities for the college students, like, after hours, one mm-hmm. of which was a karaoke night that they would do, like, once a month. And they always got the same karaoke guy who, and I'm not trying to fat shame anyone because I, myself, am a lass of portly proportions. <laughs> but this guy was, like, the DJ of this karaoke night was quite large, quite fat, but to the degree where, I, you know how, like, if you see someone so fat that, like, they just, like, they pronounce bees weird? <laughs> <laughs> like, they pronounce their bees, like, they pronounce their bees with a little extra pop. Uh, this guy did this with every single word, not just the B words. And every sing- and here's, here's where it ties back into it. He would always introduce the night to, like, get all the kids excited by doing Turn the Page by Bob Seger. Oh, but he's singing so, uh, like James Hetfield. Um, I, I don't remember that. I just remember every single night would just start with the guy going, Yes, exactly. Wait, were you that guy the whole time, Pat? I was, I was. Oh my god, our lives are intertwined in more ways than I could have imagined. I was always there. You've always been there, Pat. Yeah, this is actually, this is a beautiful mind. I've been in your brain this whole time. Or it's The Shining and you've been here the whole time. You've always been here, Pat. The loop has been closed and now I disappear. No, and then Pat, we just have like, and then there's just a picture of Pat, like from the 1800s Massachusetts. <laughs> I thought you pushing a wheelbarrow. See, I was thinking like The Shining, where just like there's that picture at the end of it, right, and then right. Pat just appears. Holding up a bo- oh, glass of whiskey. <laughs> oh yeah, here's to you. <laughs> Portrait of Dorian Gray. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to covers. Yeah, <laughs> right. I guess if we have to, we can turn the page on that. <laughs> Beer I am. It's it's accurate. Um, It's beer I bam. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh my god. But that's also kind of how James Hetfield thinks it. It's fine. And he's not even fat. He just doesn't. It's fine. You know what? what? When he just lets it go one day and just gets really fat. Oh, you know what? Then I'm going to really like I'm going to love fat James Hetfield. I want, yeah, I want Fat James Hetfield to start a band with oh. like three other fat guys. <laughs> but I also want Fat Lars real bad. Yeah. And maybe if he... Maybe Lars fat Hed- Lars! <laughs> Lars Ulrich. Oh you know what? Fat Lars got his Danish bakery birthday so many times. <laughs> they were like, well, we never fucking heard the end of it with the fucking So we Hawaiian just gave birthday. him all the fucking Danish pastries. <laughs> give me fuel, give me fat. 
Give me. Turn up. He's making those noises because he's trying to catch his breath. Yeah. We'll all be there soon enough, guys. What the podcast world has done to my fucking images of Metallica is just made them so fat. Oh, but like it just—it just like they were up here I'm for never, me. They I'm are never going to be able there. to stop thinking of this now. <laughs> like when I just turn the page, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I just oh, speaking of fat, <laughs> my my final song that I picked for this is Madonna's American Pie. The So this this is for sure what happens when you just suck everything remotely interesting out of the original out of it. She's like, hey, did this, did this make it interesting? Taking it out. <laughs> no, take it out. So when I was a kid, my parents bought me this tiny little Casio keyboard that had like pre-programmed oh, yep. shit on oh, it. No. It also had like a fake turntable. <laughs> so you could go, we could make it on it. That's sick. I feel like I could have made a better song that, you probably is, with that keyboard. This is, this is for sure the preset Disco 2. Yes, <laughs> Disco 2. And it's funny you say that. I will get to why that's funny okay. in a minute. <laughs> but just a few years before Madge decided to really feel her political songwriting oats with <coughs> American Life. Oh. <laughs> 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 that's so appropriate. Sorry. Nope. Perfect. All right. She dipped her toe in someone else's insightful commentary on American lore. Somehow the idea was brought to the table that she should cover American Pie for the soundtrack to the movie The Next Best Thing. Starring That's her, her s- own movie. Yeah, yeah. It starred herself in Rupert Everett, which was needless to say a bad movie. Yep. Oh, so it needed an equally bad song. One that Everett suggested, and Madonna was like, yeah, all right. Ugh. This so is all Rupert Everett's fault. But also, all... like, it sounds like Madonna, at, at the beginning of the 2000s, basically was like, whatever someone tells me to do, I'm just gonna do it. I, yeah. I, I gotta say, of all the terrible things that Rupert Everett has been associated with, this is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly sure is. is. Did Guy Ritchie Ooh. direct this movie, too? Oh. I think so. Like, Actually, certainly. yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. This was one of his, woof. Right, right after Snatch. Because this is where you needed to go after Snatch. Oh, yeah, for And sure. then didn't he this follow this up with Swept Away? Uh, probably. probably. He definitely had, like, this, that this low came out point like 90, because This came out in, like, 99, right? 2000-ish? Might have been o- or 01? Or yeah, it was, no, like, 2000, 2000 or 01. Um, but, yeah, we were many... in D- Dude, Where's My Car era, <laughs> yeah. probably. Again, Y2K, man. Yeah. Wasn't Fucked kind everybody of up. I really think it fucked Madonna up like the worst. They, Not 9-11. That wasn't what messed no, her up. It was, it was Y2K. Y2K. She Honestly. hasn't been the same since then. Yeah. Since her internal computer got switched got back to 1900. <laughs> She's in DOS mode. We gotta, <laughs> gotta reboot that She needs that to shit. reboot and she never fully... She's still on safety mode. Oh, like, no. She's, she's like never oh. safe. 
I can't find those floppy down. discs. I gotta, I gotta crack <laughs> them. We're Billy Idol. Idol. Somebody get Billy Idol to get the floppy <laughs> discs in here. <laughs> I got the disc from Madge. I do, I do. He just shoves it in her mouth. <laughs> right the in that gap. Is, the best part is you'll have to listen to our crossover episode yeah. on Jukebox Zeros to so get these references. So you understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Which I really enjoy. So many complain about the garbage synth beats in the background, which is fair. As well as the fact that the girl takes out half the verses in this song. And at least Weird Al had the decency to keep the length with his parody. (laughs) And Don McLean actually likes the parody. Weird Al is a, you know, a consummate professional. Yeah, absolutely. If I was going to like, if you put Weird Al and Madonna in a room, we're like, who's more of a professional? Weird Al every time. for sure. For sure. But uh, the real kicker here, the real thing that really kicked me in the snatch, was uh, Donnie praised this remake, saying, quote, it's a gift for her to have recorded American Pie. Oh, I think fool. it's sensual and mystical. I also feel she's chosen autobiographical mm. verses that reflect her career and personal history. Don McLean, you fool. Don McLean has also lost his goddamn mind in the last few years. Oh, so no. Has he, he really? Oh, He's a dick. Did he? Did oh, he red no. pill? <laughs> he red pill. Madonna's like, "Eh, hey, take this pill, I." Eh? Oh <laughs> God! I calls he take this. Oi, Don McLean, why don't you take this red pill? <laughs> yeah, Don McLean is uh, not a good person. So oh, well, I'm have to I look into this. I don't trust really. But I also anything. just hate fucking cover apologists. If somebody covers your song and they do a bad fucking job, just, just say they like, do a bad job. Who who's cares? gonna fucking get mad at you? I'm have, so sick of everybody being. Have, oh, it's good. Have you guys heard that story about like, um, like there was a live show where Metallica covered um, a Celtic Frost song and just completely oh. whiffed it? Oh, and Tom, don't you touch Celtic and, uh, Frost! But here's the thing: Tom G. Warrior came out and did not do that. He just flat out called it a piece of shit. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Because that's how Tom G. Warrior do. I mean, Hell yeah. And uh, with with all apologies to Anthrax, I know I know that you like Anthrax, but they did a cover of Joe Jackson's "Got the Time" that mm-hmm. Joe Jackson went like on record on saying that they they played it too slow, uh, <laughs> <but also laughs> which is like funny for a thrash metal bit for like a dude who's known for like singer songwriter stuff to like tell a thrash metal band. Yeah, you guys like. I mean, that completely that, played it wimpy. That kind of <laughs> yeah. sounds like Joe Jackson was kind of into it. If he's willing to be cheeky like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, he was he was probably touched that somebody covered one of his songs. But Aww. yeah, he had to say something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to tie a little bow in this. Like Madonna was seemingly trying to say something poignant about America with the half-assed music video that I want to touch on real quick. Oh, here. the music video for Ooh. this song. She dances around in front. So this is where I think it's funny that you mentioned your parents in the Casio keyboard when you were a child. Uh-huh. She dances around in front of an American flag, sporting a $9 tiara from Claire's on her head with like these low riding pants that she can't keep up. She, she thinks it's cute to keep pulling them up. She's like, oh, my butt crack showing. <laughs> yes, I knew it. I brought this up before. The, the video where she shows her butt crack. And I... <laughs> I just, I'm glad. I'm, I feel I'm not. You're not the one who noticed that. Yeah. I was, was like, like late 30s you're, by this point, right? I think early 40s. Oh yeah, this Maybe? was this yeah. was post Ray of Light, so and she I'm, was in I'm her not 40s. Try, I don't yeah. mean to shame no, anyone no, no, for no. being sexual, but there's a point where you need to just be like, uh, maybe not. No, you have a daughter you now. Sexual, you can be sensual and sexy. But not, not be like a child about it. Yeah. Like, but I'm dancing around an American flag. But you also intersperse that with images of quote unquote real Americans. 
Anywhere from firefighters to nuclear families to people dressed for a funeral to handicapped people. In the original, there was like a same-sex lesbian couple kissing. She thought it'd be edgy, but then it had to get cut out. So it's like, again, Madonna, just let people talk. You can't have that. It's too edgy. I love inspiration porn. Good shit. (laughs) Look, I don't want to be dramatic and say the day the music died indeed. But again. Madonna killed it. As it was the early 2000s. And like, woof, music was not great back then. Maybe it's more like the day the music started doing meth and we became very concerned for it. <laughs> oh, Madonna, I, when will your evil cease? But then she had a song on American Life called Intervention, so appropriate? Appropriate. <laughs> true, true. But there, I feel like the 2000s were really the year of like meth on music. Yeah. <laughs> music on meth. Music I don't know, meth. both. 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 Yeah. I could, yeah, I can believe that. Uh, crazy, mean, crazy town was popular, and I'm pretty sure like <laughs> they were responsible for like. I, I'm pretty sure that dude was yeah. a like a glorified meth dealer. So he was probably, probably like right. he was probably yeah. selling. That's probably why they got popular. If, if, he looked like every meth dealer. Yeah, right? Let me just let me put my song on the radio. Which it's got Red Hot Chili Peppers sample. Yo, in look, it. man, yeah. like my belly button's let, got a tribal just, sun tattoo. If I if on I could it. just oh, like so cool. if there are, if there's a possibility <laughs> that like any. You know, music industry people are listening. Guys, this is this is a plea to sanity. Bring back whatever, you know, unnecessary Anything. bands that you want. We don't need more Crazy Town. <laughs> Never. Pin in Crazy Town. <laughs> Let's move on to my last pick. Mm. It's a fucking doozy. The whole album that this song came off of is a fucking doozy. But this one in particular is terrible. It's Paranoid oh. by Weezer. Oh, God. What? Let me just say real quick, I applaud you guys for having the uh, self-control to not give that fucking terrible cover of Africa any more exposure. Oh, we're going to talk about this whole fucking album because me putting... This is, the I think, the worst song on this album, but every single track on it is a fucking monstrosity. Oh, it's it's garbage. It's this the whole worst album is Wazer's so ever done. Who's singing? Bad. Like that does not sound like Rivers. It's Rivers Cuomo trying to be Ozzy Osbourne. That's terrible. That's it's, yeah, really yeah. bad. So, Weezer's Teal album is all covers, and I picked it simply because it's the worst in the bucket of musical sewage. Honestly, <laughs> the entirety of the Teal album is terrible. Not only did Weezer pick some of the most covered song on, songs on the planet, but they are some of the most uninspired covers I have ever heard. And Paranoid in particular is an exact replica of the original song, just devoid of all the emotion that came along with the original. And Ozzy. And Ozzy. <laughs> and Ozzy Osbourne sang the original, so if I'm saying Rivers Cuomo is emotionless in comparison, then you know it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> So the yep. story behind this song was it was actually like one of the last to be written. Yeah, it was for a throwaway song. And like they actually I they be- literally believe- locked Ozzy Osbourne in a closet to write the lyrics to yeah. the song. I believe that because it something about it sounds very different from the rest of like War Pigs, the album that it yeah. was originally on. Yeah, uh, 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 the album was Paranoid, wasn't it? Was yeah, it they that's what, that's what I meant. Paranoid. They ended yeah. up naming the album Paranoid, even though this was kind of a throwaway song. Yeah. But they wanted to name it War Pigs because that was like the that golden was the big, single. Yeah, that was the yeah. one that they like probably right. put the most work into, but 
Yeah, and I think because of that, I don't think a cover is necessary. I think it like it benefited from being that like weird Black Sabbath stonery tone that it that it was in that moment. Yeah, but, but like it's not like really very much beyond that. And to have Weezer cover it, what's the fucking point? Yeah. And like, what are you trying to prove here, Weezer? Yeah, that you can karaoke. I mean, there was that's that, what this album. There is. was that whole period after, like, um, uh, what was it? Maladroit came out where they were just like, "Oh, we're a metal band now." Oh, no, no, you're, no, well, you're not. No, you're not. You're in your forties and still writing songs about picking up teenage girls. Gross. You're not. Oh yeah, there are some problematic Weezer lyrics as they've gotten older. Pinkerton yeah. is incredibly po- problematic oh yeah it really it's a great album but it is all about Ooh. like a 14 year old asian girl that what? he just was pre- pen pals with what you didn't know that <laughs> yeah that's what it's yeah. about that's, <sighs> yeah a lot of it a, a big chunk of it is about so that here's yeah. what i'll say well, about- like even if it's not true like it's just a fucking weird either way thing. if it's Same not about. true that's Almost even worse because you're thinking about wanting to be pen pal. You didn't have to talk about this. (laughs) Like you didn't have to go this route. You could have gone any other direction, but this is what you chose. Okay. So here's what I'll say about this cover. This cover is bad. Their cover of "Take on Me" is grotesque. Yes. Yeah. They did. I don't want to know. Like they just did like the fucking most played out covers that you could have possibly chosen. And and I'm sure you guys don't want to hear this. This isn't even the worst cover of Paranoid that I've ever heard. <laughs> the worst would have to go to like this sixth tier new metal band that was like for like a hot minute on like butt radio. <laughs> it's not even A-list this band new metal. Ca- this band called Third Strike did a cover of it where <laughs> oh where, they, where they added a rap section. Oh no. It's what? terrible oh, and I do not no. recommend you look it up. I would yeah. only recommend you look it up if you hate uh, mirth. Okay. <laughs> if you hate serotonin, just yes. give this a <laughs> So the last thing I will say about this or at least the last thing my notes say about this is the closest the album comes to getting any rise out of the listener is when no scrubs comes on, not because it's a good cover, but because Weezer is resting on the listener, getting a chuckle out of the fact that the cisgender guy singing the song, he didn't change any of the pronouns. That's not even something to rest on. That's some real awards for good boys. Yeah. That is awards for good boys. Shit. Oh, is, oh isn't that's some pick me ass bitch. That, I'm a cis <laughs> white gendered straight male, and isn't I'm singing a Isn't it funny that song? I'm singing no scrubs and I didn't change the pronouns? I'm, I'm so, so progressive. I'm so progressive. <laughs> Give me a cookie. That makes it <laughs> go fuck yourself, Weezer. Also, Seriously. I still will stand by your initial hot take on this album. What Weezer's teal album is basically kids bop. Yeah, Weezer's Teal album is Kids Bop by Weezer. Yeah, oh that's pretty God. much what Weezer. it is. I, yes. can, I can get behind right. that. I, I can, can totally, totally get behind that. That's exactly what this whole entire album is. And also, thank you, Weezer, for making me never fucking want to hear Africa I by Toto ever Africa. again. And you killed it. Yeah. And that that's, song came that's out. That's the point where that meme is dead by that point. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're done. And this whole album was based on that fucking meme. Ugh. I was like, that was the reason I was why like, they did quote it. Quote unquote, ironically listening to that song like in 2007. 
Like, yeah. it, it, it's you're just, late to the game, yeah. Weezer. Yeah, come on, guys. Like, it, we're, we're like 12 years later at yeah. this point. I, we uh, have moved on to Rosanna, okay? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Way and better. Way the, better song. Hold the line. Got that purdy shuffle. If they, if they were not a bunch of just gormless fuckwads, they would have just left it at, like, you know, that guy on Twitter being like, oh, cover Africa, and then they covered Rosanna, and then just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the logical end to that joke. And honestly, yeah. they probably would have done a better cover of Rosanna. They they did do a cover of Rosanna. It was not great, but not terrible. Wait, I just but, they, but they immediately covered it up with Africa, so, like, you know, they should have just ended it with the cover of Rosanna. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, they made an entire album of fucking horrible covers. They should have just covered the entirety of Toto 4. I mean, that would have been... If they knew what was good for them, they would have done that <laughs> and done it well, but they fucked up because, because they're, they're Weezer. Weezer. <laughs> anyway. Can we can we expect anything less of Weezer, though? No. Yes? You done, you done did the Picaro brothers dirty. <laughs> uh, what have you got for us, Pat? Well, actually, I'm going to go uh, with another all-covers album. Uh, Ooh. Oh, yeah? And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the same direction as Weezer. We're going to talk about uh, 80s slash 90s metal band Queensryche. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, they, they were they were the, the fancy hair metal band, as you remember. Uh, <laughs> they, pinky, yeah, like, they, like the bougie ones. Oh, they were the bougie <laughs> the ones. They, pinkies they, out, bitch. Yeah, they, they sang about real things. They sang <laughs> I about... I say that, Nigel. <laughs> Miss Chauncey, I'm in the mood for some metal. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were the score bars of, of uh, metal. <laughs> or a uh, Heath. What I like the best about that is that that implies that Heath bars are for the working class. <laughs> yes. I like Heath bars. I like Heath, he- bar- Heath bars. I are our Tesla. Heath bars. I like Heath bars too, but what? where is this classism between Heath bars and score coming from? It's all in the past. That's some headcanon that makes no sense. <laughs> anyway, the year was, I believe, uh, sometime in the late aughts. I, I, I'm going to just say 2009, maybe. Uh, they- oh, 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 this is like... Recent Queen's Right. Queen's Right has been uh, steadily putting out records like in various forms. Actually, right now there's two of them because Jeff Tate quit but wanted to keep the Queen's Right name. And then there's another version of the rest of the band with another singer. And they both go on tour. (laughs) They they managed to put out like kind of steadily putting out records every few years, every three or four years. And at this point, they decided to uh, dip their toes into sort of like go back into their past and uh, talk about their favorite influences. And they uh, cover a few uh, varying tracks. Uh, one being, I, I believe they do Mean Green by the OJs. Oh my God. <laughs> they do a cover of uh, Red Rain by Peter Gabriel. Uh, they do a cover of, uh, I don't know what else, but uh, this one is a cover of The Police's Synchronicity 2. Oh my <laughs> no. god. <laughs> He's trying to sound like Sting, but just yeah. shouting at me. But like in spurts, like. Well, he's doing a prog metal version of his. What he's doing, he's trying to make it sound super epic. Yeah, <laughs> there, like, there, there is nothing is kind of. There like, is nothing proggy about that whatsoever. No, and nothing no. epic about it either. They sound like raw. 
Remember, <laughs> Ra? Uh, remember Ra? That like sixth string new metal band from the aughts? Yeah. They no kind of went in a raw to. direction at some point. They they put out a record where that was like, I think it was called Tribe too, and there was, it was like a tribal version of their logo. Oh, like, it looked like a, it looked like a like a caves they're, of Altamira cave all a painting. Bunch of white guys, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, <laughs> that tracks. This yeah. is a very thought out idea by them. Yeah. Obviously, Ooh, really. wow. I, yeah, that's so, not good. It was not very good, uh, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, like, it just it just sounds like somebody was at karaoke and he thinks he kind of sounds like Sting when he sings. He's like, guys, guys, I'm going to go. I'm going to put the song in. I'm going to I'm gonna do so good. I'm going to do so good. Like, I'm going to blow everybody else away when I go up. You, like, you, you have that one friend who goes to karaoke and is like, I'm going to blow everybody away with this song. It's like, I'm going to 100% this on Rock Band. And then he does it and it's like 65%. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck? I think the mic's broken, guys. <laughs> Timing was off. Timing was off. I think we have to recalibrate everything. Let's go back to the settings. That's the thing about this. Other than the obviously, you know, wrong voice, I would say there is not too much objectionable about this cover otherwise, unless, you know, there's just a part that I'm completely missing. No, they're good players. And I think, like, really, Jeff Tate is the only, the worst part of it. I think my big problem was it was just an unnecessary thing to cover as... Someone who's not staying. So what you're saying is nobody asked for this. Nobody asked for this. <laughs> nobody yes. asked for this. Yeah, nobody yeah. asked for this. Hashtag nobody asked for this. But I mean, that's this whole episode. It's like, I feel like all of these songs, like nobody asked for this. Nobody also, said I that think, we needed this. I just think an entire album of covers by Queensryche is off base. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's fair. weird. It doesn't translate well. I don't think. It's not no. the band you'd expect to be doing that. No. No. And, and like, I don't know, like, their fan base probably doesn't give enough of a shit about them to want that in their collection. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they might buy it to have a complete collection, yeah. but they're, like, not clamoring for them to cover No, they're songs. waiting for and Operation Mind Crime 3 yeah. to come out, because they have two. <laughs> yeah. They already did two. And unless, like, they're fucking nailing every single one of those covers on this album, their fans aren't going to give a shit. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to want to listen to it. Yeah. So before I get into my last pick, would it be okay if I just read this list off real quick? Yes, please and thank you. Um, when we, like, for full context, we were originally going to do this episode a couple months ago, but schedules got a little messed up. But around Life's that, crazy. Yeah, that's, that's life. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not perfect. But <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Around, around that time, I put out, like, a little poll on our Jukebox Zero's Facebook page asking people who listen to us what they consider their worst cover songs to be. And so I picked out all the ones that weren't ones that we had already drawn clips for, and I'd mm-hmm. like to read them to you where I can. Uh, a couple of the ones that were uh, suggested to us, Hallelujah by Bono. What? Whoa. Not you too, just Bono. What? Just him by himself. Yep. Doing there could have been so many answers. Like, there could have been so many artists after you said Hallelujah. Honestly. Yeah, this yeah. is no, yeah. That's, true. Yeah. This, is, this is, and this is only the first entry. Yeah. Um, God Only Knows by David Bowie. We have first-hand experience of that one. Oh, God, that's a really bad one. It's not great. Uh, Last Kiss by Pearl Jam. Yeah, I I I I don't like that (laughs) I don't feel strongly one way or the other about that song. Uh, Wish You Were Here by Limp Bizkit and John Resnick. What? Oh, that's a thing. Goo Goo Dolls? Goo Goo Dolls, John Resnick. Yep. I missed that. I'm speechless. 
Um, immediately following that, also by Limp Bizkit, their cover of Faith by George yes, Michael. of course. That is terrible. Um, I was going to pick that, but then Maggie said she had a Limp Bizkit Get song. the Faith up! <laughs> uh, Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts. Oh! oh no! no. Uh, I don't even like the original that <laughs> exactly. much. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need a second one. Landslide by Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> I almost had that on my list. That is a fucking horrible song. <laughs> it is a terrible cover and fuck Billy Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> fuck tall ass um, pumpkin face Billy Corgan. <laughs> uh, Little Wing by Derek and the Dominoes. That one I don't know so much about. It's a Jimi Hendrix song. Yeah, yeah I, but um, I don't know the Derek know and the, the Dominoes version. I don't either, but Fiona Apple did a cover of that song, and I actually really like it. Okay. Also, uh, the Coors did a cover of that song, and it is fantastic. Because the Coors can do because no wrong. Because I fucking love the Coors. Mm. Fucking sue me. Um, I will. I have on no, my wire I have no <laughs> thoughts on. Okay. I have no thoughts on this one, people. but I have all kinds of thoughts on this next one. Uh, love song by Three Eleven. Oh, oh, so bad. No. No. Following nope. that, following that, uh, these boots were made for walking by Jessica Simpson. Oh, yeah. that's a, that's. A yeah. <laughs> Never that? gonna give you up by Ashley Tisdale. Like what? Like, she- as in the, Rick Astley? Did yes. you Rick Rollins? As in Rick Astley and as in Disney Channel's Ashley Tisdale. Interesting. No, too, much, uh, too Johnny, many Astleys. Johnny Be Good by Judas Priest. Huh. You know what? Never heard their cover of that. Me neither. But I'm I'm not willing to write them off yet. I'm interested. Um, Sad But True by Snoop Dogg from the MTV special they had. Oh, that's as in Metallica? That, yes. Okay, so when Metallica did the, their icon, MTV did like... Icon Metallica. Uh-huh. All of the covers were terrible. Like Avril Lavigne did uh, Fueled, which was lifeless. Oh, yeah, the Snoop Dogg, Sad But True was not great. I think, didn't Nickelback or Maroon 5 do a song? Like somebody no, did a song. They had like Limp Biscuit doing Sanitarium. That's it. Stained doing Nothing Stained. Else Matters. It was all bad. It was all it very was, bad. Yeah, it was not very good. But did um, Aaron Lewis get pissed off at everybody <laughs> talking at Walk Up Stage? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they didn't broadcast that part. <laughs> no. Um, Just the 15 seconds he actually sang. Smooth so. Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. Oh. I like that cover. Like it. Mm. Also, like, I feel like I can't listen to the original anymore. Yeah, so. that True. went to a bad yeah. spot. Yeah. yeah. At this point, I feel like all I have left of Michael Jackson are the covers. Is Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> This, but, you did uh, this to yourself, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my, all, my all-time favorite response, and I want to shout out uh, the. Uh, I want to shout out Mike Funioli for uh, posting this one. He just posted half of UB40's catalog. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Tell me about Zing! it. Zing! Which is reggae for white people. Sick bird. Thank you. Thank That's you. so good. I, I wrote down that. I read down that UB40. list to build up to this one, which absolutely makes my blood boil. Yeah, let's let's I've let's. Ta- I've and on a high note. I've talked about it before on an episode of Jukebox Zeros, and time has not dulled my rage towards it any less. Well, I'm excited. So, I like the band Fleet Foxes, and I hate acapella music. And when you combine the two together, it becomes just an abortion of sound. But of course, Pentatonix said, <gasps> why not? Here's Pentatonix's version of White Winter Hymnal. I was following the path, all the swallowed in their coats, with scars of red tied around their throats, to keep their little heads from falling in the snow. Then I turn around and there you go, and Michael, you would fall into the white snow. 
Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. We're leaving. We're done. We're done. This is it. We're done. Start. Music's Turn canceled. All the headphones gone. Where to begin? I mean, if you've ever heard anything by the band Fleet Foxes, you know that they're very intricately arranged, very, mm-hmm. very like sort of ambient, atmospheric kind of indie rock. And Pentatonix basically took all that and just turned it into mouth farts. <laughs> First of all, like, fuck Pentatonix. Yeah, Pentatonix fucking suck. They're like, we're an acapella group and we're going to cover every song ever with our mouths. <laughs> I can't. I fucking can't. It's like the most innocuous, safe white person music I've ever heard in my fucking life. It's that shit that you hear when you're walking around Home Goods and you're like, I just want a $15 blanket. But you have to listen to Pentatonix for however long you're stuck this in Home like, Goods for. This is the type of music that like normies try to come to me and get pretentious about. Like they, oh, they'll be like, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be like, well, you know, like, oh, just check this out. They're all really good musicians. And I'm like, yeah, technically, but this doesn't sound very good. Just because, well, they work really hard and this is, they did this and like. Just because they do all of those things doesn't mean they're going to make good music together. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> not what this here's, is here's the thing that gets me going the worst. Um. In the comments for the video for this song on YouTube, there's so many people just being like, oh, it's an adorable little Christmas song about sledding or something like, no, this is a song about murder. (laughs) The Fleet Foxes themselves have said it's a song about murder. The line about, you know, see their... See their little heads turn red like strawberries in summertime. That's blood. It's a song about beheading no, someone. They're they're decapitating decapitating it's people. not an adorable Christmas song or anything like that. It's All a right. song okay. about murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the fact that it's about murder and decapitating people kind of makes me like it a little bit more, but don't don't like this but version. Not you can like that the original. version. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the original. And of course, this was part of a Christmas album. And like Ugh. the YouTube video was just full of all kinds of comments about, oh, this is different interpretations. It's about murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing that kills me about Pentatonix, too, is people saw like their Daft Punk collaboration video and like, oh, oh my God. God, they're so talented. I'm like, nah, just fucking listen to Daft Punk, though. <laughs> Like, I get it, they're doing shit But they're shit not the good mouth. part about yeah. this. When, when Daft Punk is the good part about this. When an acapella group covers, like, a contemporary song like Daft Punk, it doesn't make me like acapella. It just makes me want to listen to Daft Punk instead. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. It just I mean, reminds me that I want to listen to the real version. Oh, I'd, li- I'd like to hear this if people with talent did it and not just making mouth farts. Well, and isn't Pentatonix one of those kind of groups that, we're, that they're constantly cycling in and out members? Like, it's oh, never the I'm same sure. people. It's always it's like, a corporation, yeah. Yeah, it's basically like a bunch of fucking rich fat cats in LA. Like, we need fresh, young, sexy 20 year olds singing with their mouths. Jesus, then, they may as well just be Celtic woman. Like, what is Ooh, the difference? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to give Celtic woman a little bit more credit no, than No, Celtic woman doesn't deserve any credit. I never They're would have terrible. thought today that there was going to be a Celtic woman reference. <laughs> but you proved me wrong. <laughs> That's what we do here. Always full of surprises here. <laughs> we just prove you wrong. Or right? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, Celtic woman is just as bad, but I mean, they may as well be the same thing. Well, I guess we're going to have to have a discussion about this off, off mic. Yeah. Yeah. If yes. not for that Xyz track I played earlier, this would have been the worst cover I've ever heard of all time. I, I might even... I, that was I a really have, bad yeah. cover. Yeah. Don't, don't fuck with talking heads. Just don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't fuck with any of these don't bands. Don't fuck with Depeche Mode. Unless don't fuck you with any can make it... I don't... I don't... It's... 
cover you're right okay in closing coming covers are like delicate and i don't know what to tell people to do to make him good or to make them not bad or whatever i think there is also a big difference between just like fucking around and playing a cover at a show and recording it and releasing it as like something you are actually proud of yeah yeah there is a big difference between the two of those if you record it and release it and say hey listen to this this is you know tell us what you think or whatever it's more than likely you're gonna get some negative feedback right and more than likely but i think too i guess yeah if you're gonna release something and say it's a b-side or just throw it on an album as a throwaway track i think i can respect that a little bit more then somebody's like, I'm going to make this cover. I'm going to make it better than the original. I'm going to release it as a single. It's mine. I'm going to yeah. make it mine. Yeah. Yeah. This is about me now. Fuck <laughs> you, Don McLean. <laughs> this is my American, my pie. <laughs> this is Fuck my you. pie. Fuck you. I'm going to keep all the pie for myself. <laughs> You I like have, it. I you think she have did any a good job. <laughs> That's like it. You can't have any of my pie. You're okay. just going to have to watch me eat it while you look at my butt. All right. <laughs> I like butts. I'm Don McLean. If that was Madonna's thinking going into that, I would have so much respect for her. She was just like, I'm a toddler dancing around in my parents' heels. So like, yay. It's I'm like, how did she go from like that, that like ray of light, like super mature, I just had a kid outlook to just like, she just turned into a toddler after 2001. She got because it's by... fake. No, I think it's, it's all fake. I, I, I stand by thinking she's just terrified by Britney Spears and Christina Probably. Aguilera. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I need to be young and frisky. And it's like, no, just age graceful. Oh, okay, we're not going to do that great. Wow. Nope. But this is. No, just, just pass the torch, maybe. No, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Nope, it's all about you. Sorry. Ugh. All right. We yeah, got cover songs. There's there's good ones. There's bad ones. Mostly this... they're bad. Yeah, mostly they're bad. And there's more worse ones. If you have ones you don't like, you can always tell all of us what they are. Or make your own. Go you out there and yeah. make your own. Go ahead. You can totally own, do that. Make your own bad cover and we'll talk about it here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've done a few myself. All right. <laughs> I covered uh, Ministries. uh She's got a cause, which is not a very you, good song. You at covered all. that uh, Soundgarden song. I too. did cover that Soundgarden song too. Yes, and a uh, Abram Tabor song too. Right. Oh, oh, sweetie. <laughs> Are that cute? Need that get a grip, friend man. Yeah, he's my get a grip buddy. There you go. Oh man. Well, all right. We're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. I think that's. I think we've Thank gone so for, much. Yes. for a long time on this one, and everyone's like, "All right, I guess you guys hate covers, huh?" <laughs> Not and, all of them. I mean, we can't wait for the can't wait for the comments on this one. <laughs> oh my god! Well, we had good ones last year, so these are the bad ones. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. We could not exist. Well, we could still exist, but I mean, you know, it's nicer to exist knowing that people are listening to us and yeah. our bullshit. <laughs> and uh, you know, before we get into our bullshit, why don't you guys tell us where we can find the jukebox zeros? Um, go check out our podcast, Jukebox Zeros. It's a podcast where Pat and I uh, just take an album from history that has a that has like a reputation of being just the worst of all time, universally or like, panned, or like the most controversial in their discography, and just sort of decide for ourselves whether it's worthy of that uh, title. They guys have come up with some interesting. Yeah, I, if, I, I feel uh, like you've gotten to the end of some episodes and like, huh, you know what? Didn't deserve it. Or like, mm. oh no, that's super deserved. Oh, it. for sure. Yeah. If uh, you want a good entry point, uh, we recently, I mean, I don't know when this episode is coming out. So November. we either recently or, yeah, yeah, we probably recently had uh, 
the fine uh, so-and-sos of jukebox... Uh, not jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> of your podcast. The fine so-and-sos of Rock Candy on to review, uh, to review American Life by Madonna. Her 2003 statement on the Iraq War. Ish. Except and it wasn't. Except, except, not qu- it was. except not quite. And uh, if you like that, maybe check out the rest of the podcast as part of our little uh, podcast collective, the Zero Science Network. We got like yeah. a bunch of really good podcasts on there. Uh, old Man, Old Man Yell at Cloud. Discography, yeah, that's my other podcast that I do uh, on there. Discography Deep Dive, Clamshell Case Files. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a big deal. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, you should check it out, Jay. <laughs> Do it. I just started to like Mickey Mouse for a while there. <laughs> oh, 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 sure, check it out. You guys, you guys like podcasts? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, uh, if, if you're still listening and you haven't been listening to us before because you feel some weird obligation to out of friendship or weird podcast loyalty, continue to listen to us, Rock Candy Podcast. You can find us at www.rockcandypodcast.com and we're your free for all you can download episodes uh find our social medias because we got twitter facebook and instagram um and also check out the network we are a part of the pantheon podcast network pantheonpodcast.com it is chock full of music podcasts where they have tons of information and a lot of them more professional than we are (laughs) slightly pretty much and as always you can always find us on patreon if you want to give us your monies so we can buy beer and all that shit. And equipment and like <laughs> and research stuff and, and stuff. Ford music. <laughs> but beer. Um, you can find us at patreon.com slash rockcandypodcast. And you, if you sign up and you give us money, you can also get a free bonus episode every month. Bonus. Boner episode. Yes. Guys, give them your money. Money, please. Guys. Guys. Why won't you just give these nice ladies some money? What's wrong with you? Give Just them do it. your money. <laughs> they're working really hard oh, and they're think, really nice. You Give them your you money. Think you're so big with We're your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But thank you to everyone who has given because you have made a world of difference. So thank you. Indeed, you have. Yes. And next week we'll have more crazy tales from the world of music. But until then, you're gonna have to fucking wait. Yeah, and also listen to Jukebox Zeros in the yes. meantime. Actually, yeah. Yay. If you wanna, Yay. if you can't, if you're all caught up on us, start catching up on Jukebox Zeros. Because if you can't get enough music, we got it for you. So do it. It's not anyway. very good, but <laughs> <laughs> but we're here for it anyway. Anyway, we're doing it. We're doing it live. So party on, Ashley, Pat, Lils. Hey, party on, party on, guys, party on, and party on, you crazy kids out there. Wayne's World, balls out. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, this is Joe. And Ryan. From the Highway Hi-Fi podcast. The history of rock music is littered with forgotten weirdos, eccentrics, and scoundrels. Highway Hi-Fi is an examination of the lesser-known but equally vital aspects of music over the past hundred years or so through its most enduring medium, the vinyl record. We're record obsessives who are constantly trying to illuminate lost genres, artists, record labels, fads, conspiracies, technology, and legends whose strange histories are etched on circular wax. We cover records that were made for plants, truck driving country songs, the mafia's ties to record bootlegging, the ill-fated turntables for cars, the Mexican Woodstock, Waffle House's record label, the murderous true crime roots of Stagger Lee. Leonard Nimoy's highly illogical folk albums. The flammability of the Butthole Surfers live shows. Cereal Box Flexi Disc. 
the strange byproducts of the American private press trend, and so much more. Highway Hi-Fi is not just another, did you ever wonder why, podcast. We're more of a, why haven't we heard more about this, podcast. Using trivia, deep dives into history and context, interviews, and curios from our record collections, we go track by track through the underbelly of music history to locate the roots of the world's fascination with vinyl records. And then we ridicule Billy Joel and the Eagles. And their fans. Check out Highway Hi-Fi on all reputable podcatchers. And a few of the shadier ones as well. We're a proud member of the Pantheon Music Podcast Network. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.